Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring and motivating life-changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to The Prosperity Project. 2021 has definitely felt like a prolonged reset year for us all but often in the difficult times it's the hardest to actually feel grateful for what we have. We're going to talk today about why as we approach the end of a year it's a perfect time to actually stop and pause and think about what we have and really embrace a heart of gratitude. Nothing turns us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people quicker than an ungrateful heart. And I think if we've all learned a life lesson in the past couple of years, even 18 months, when we lose our basic sense of freedom or sometimes flexibility, I know it can really affect a lot of people in terms of how grateful and thankful they feel in the world. And particularly when we're surrounded by the news and media, it seems to switch from happy stories to negative stories predominantly all the time, quite well, the, quickly. The news is isn't built to have anything in between yeah unfortunately. kind of anything that doesn't provoke an emotional response isn't really news it doesn't sell newspapers it's not mm. particularly interesting so you either need the uplifting stories like that sir tom whatever his name is doing his big walk yes that's um, right, that was yes. a while ago and then obviously you have the doom and gloom of various things like climate crisis and viruses and things like that so you need one or the other mm. in order to generate interest and the problem is that is easier to find the bad than it is to find the good. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's very thought-provoking. And I think we've developed new fears. So what I wanted to do with the podcast in this episode, um, I've called out that we're coming to the end of 2021 as we make this. I really wanted to encourage us and anyone who's watching or listening to go back to that spirit of thankfulness for Thanksgiving. Particularly, we've, we've just had the season of Thanksgiving in the US. And I was actually looking at Nathan. Nathan is our son. He's eight years old I was looking through his books and this was a book you actually bought me I think about six or seven years ago and it was the twits by Roald Dahl I don't know if you've ever read it yeah. now the version you bought me was actually it's in, a Scottish <laughs> language version it's of in it. Scottish so it was all yeah old old Scottish slang if you like so it was actually a little bit harder to read and understand but I read this page and I actually went and got, I didn't get the Scottish version for you, for your listening or watching, but there's a, a bit in the twits. So the twits is about characters who are a bit nasty and selfish and, you know, the various story with it. Probably read it as a child. There's one page that I thought was a great summary of the power of our thoughts and it says this. If a person has ugly thoughts, it begins to show on their face. And when that person has ugly thoughts every day, every week, every year, the face gets uglier and uglier until it gets so ugly, you can hardly bear to look at it. A person who has good thoughts cannot ever be ugly. You can have a wonky nose and crooked mouth and double chin and stick out teeth, but if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you always look lovely. I thought that was really beautiful. And what it led me to think about was really the quality of my thoughts, particularly as we come to the end of this season. So one of the keys of having good thoughts is really showing gratitude and being aware of what you have. Mm. Being satisfied, maybe, or at least be content with where you are. There's nothing wrong with aspiring for more, wanting to push yourself further and to have more in the world for yourself and for your family. But gratitude for where you are 
is generally what will bring in a lot more fulfillment. So there was a quote from Matthew McConaughey recently mm. that resonated with me actually quite well on the gratitude piece. And I'll just read it out. It was, the more things we are thankful for, the more value we give those things. Oh, wow. The more value we give things, the more responsibility we take for them and the more we want to take care of them. Mm. The more things we are responsible for, the more meaning we have in our life. The more meaning we have, the more free we feel. So freedom starts oh, with wow. gratitude. Oh, oh, I love that. Because I talk about or, or teach about prosperity being the secret of prosperity, how prosperous you feel and your health, your well-being, your money is actually gratitude for what you have right now, plus generosity. So recognizing you've actually been looked after, you know more than you realize, and you can actually then ripple effect and help somebody else or share. I like, I like the fact that it refers to the responsibility piece. Mm, because yep. if you're responsible for something then you're more likely to nurture it, to take care of yes, it, absolutely. as he said. And I think that when you feel responsible for something, you feel like you have control. Mm-hmm. And often control means that you feel like you're free because of it's all within your own power. Okay, yeah. So because of that, then that sense of freedom, that sense of that you're not being swept along by the tides, but actually you have an element of, I guess, choosing the direction of things and mm-hmm. choosing how you feel about them and the shape of them. And the fact that it starts from that gratitude that you then take that responsibility. Yes, yep. It didn't really it didn't really go into my head before. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it in that kind of way. But actually we've kind of practiced gratitude quite a lot for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really think about the knock-on effects mm, of it. That's huge. I just I thought about that, yeah. being grateful because you should be grateful. You <laughs> should look at where you are and feel like you're delighted that you have a roof over your head, that you're able to eat tonight, that Mm. you have enough money to pay your bills, or that if you don't quite have enough money, you have the opportunity to make changes to your life and Mm. do something a bit different. So the fact that it has knock-on effects didn't really kind of go into my head. Like I knew that being more prosperous comes from having gratitude from where you are Mm. and also recognizing the opportunities, but it didn't kind of give that knock-on effect to the responsibility and the ownership. That's really clear now. Where you're going. Mm. I love the, so, so in my own life, gratitude, I then can see quite clearly, and we're going to cover it in some of the things that I want to encourage you with, but I can see how you do get that sense of love, maybe like a very tangible outpouring into the world like if you're thankful for something you're going to love it you're going to I was thinking about our cars and even our home this year I think more than ever we've really I know I felt a sense of looking after our home and cars like these things we've invested money and time into but wanting to make sure they last because we enjoy them we use them we we get a purpose from them and I love that actually the last bit of that quote about the more freedom you feel now that's really key like that is completely, remember, it's all about your feelings about your thoughts, so judging your thoughts, but actually gratitude being linked into how free we feel in interacting with the world. I suppose it comes to a point that when you notice what you have, you're not then seeking more, you're not under the control of more and more taking mm. your attention. And also I think that you're not in a position where you're a victim of the world. Mm. Instead, you become accountable. Mm. You become... Um, in charge of your own destiny and you feel like that it is responsible for you Mm. to be able to make changes if you're not satisfied and also respect what you do have and and show that you are grateful Mm. for what you've been able to do in the world so far and the opportunities that are upcoming. I think that when we can remove that victim mentality, 
that a lot of us can have from time to time. Yeah. If you yeah. can remove that and actually feel like everything that you feel, everything that you are and everything that you will be is your responsibility. It doesn't make a difference what's happened to you in the past. It doesn't make a difference what causes have put you to certain places mm -hmm. and yeah. mindsets. But responsibility starts from the moment an event's happened to you and what you do after that is your choice. Mm. And if you're grateful for things, then you feel like you've been responsible for that good. Mm. You've been responsible for making it happen, which can perk up how you feel about the choices that you made in life and also make you explore those things that maybe you're not so happy with and where you actually want to gain some more gratitude. Yep. I was just thinking as well, when I've developed this attitude of looking or a deeper sense of gratitude for what we have, probably since I've been more in tuned with designing life a bit differently. And I'm just thinking you know, in terms of like the car and some of the material things that I've chosen to look after better. I almost feel like whatever comes our way, like let's say if the car breaks down, I won't then blame myself that I've not looked after it. I kind of think, well, I looked after it the best I could while I took care of it. And so whatever is added to or taken away, I'm okay with. Then you don't get the guilt piece. You get the sense of Because peace. you have the responsibility yep. that you're looking after things the best you can. You're mm. nurturing things as much as you know how to. But then if it's outside of your control, because you've done everything you can... I think you also don't necessarily feel as beaten down by it mm -hmm. because you feel like, well, that's just the way it is and that you'll kind of move on and be grateful for what's next and also mm -hmm. grateful for what that thing or that person or whatever it is served for you during the time yes. it was there. Yeah, absolutely. So really want to encourage you with this episode. We actually have, I've got seven points that we're going to talk about. Are this. these top tips? They're not top tips. They're points. They're discussion points. Ah, oh, do you like I a top bet. tip? We're missing some top tips recently. <laughs> I know. Just wait. You never know another episodes. And the whole theme of it is an end of year Thanksgiving spirit. And why I'm going to encourage you to go against the default that maybe you might have done in the past. Maybe this is something you've never considered. I think we certainly tend to get to the end of the year. And I can remember years and years ago, some of the people I was around they hated New Year's Eve. Like, so we call it Hogmanay. So it's called Hogmanay up here in Scotland. But when Hogmanay would come around that 31st of December, this one or two people would actually be really sad that Why? another year was coming. For them, it just felt like that was another year past. And I think actually it's probably tied into what have I done in the past year? So this is why I'm going to flip the script. I believe that no time is ever wasted. I also believe that you did the best with your skill set and learning at that time. That doesn't mean we can't change what we do moving forward. But I want to encourage you to look back on the past year, not as failure, but actually with the spirit of Thanksgiving. Well, also, one of the things we need to think about is if we can be grateful for the time that we've had so far, mm. then we can approach the next year in a different mindset. Mm -hmm. Because so many of us think to ourselves, especially if we've had a more challenging year, then we think, oh, I can't get, I can't wait to get 2021 out of the way. <laughs> I can't wait to turn the corner. As if January the 1st mm. suddenly serves up this new plate of meal and food for you that's going to be completely different mm. to the last. Yes. And what we do find is a lot of us, we have New Year, New Me, but actually we feel exactly the same. The same as a birthday. You feel exactly the same when you wake up as you went to sleep. Yeah. So nothing yeah. changes. Nothing changes in the new year apart from potentially a mindset but that can only really change if you do something a little bit different. So mm -hmm. rather than thinking that you're, you're glad to see the back of a year, instead reflecting on it, as you mentioned, looking at what it's given you, what it's provided, what it's allowed you to do, or what it's allowed you to keep away from. Mm -hmm. I think that is a great start 
to going into a new year with a more positive mindset about building on what the last year gave yes. rather than almost feeling like you want to scrap the last year mm. and suddenly start this clean slate where you might not be able to quite do that. Yeah, exactly. So, so the first reason why I want to encourage you with the spirit of Thanksgiving, it switches you from thinking horizontal to switching to thinking vertical. And Matt just asked me when we were prepping the notes, what does that mean, Jennifer? Well, I'll tell you. It means it switches your focus from looking around you into your circumstances to looking up to something greater. So let me give you an illustration. Our boys have been playing Pokemon Go, haven't they, again? So we brought that out a couple of months ago, just randomly. I think we won. We were doing a walk. We were at the quarantine because our oldest boy, unfortunately, hadn't been too well. So we were trying to get out the house. And Pokemon Go, they've been enjoying Pokemon. So yeah, we put that it's back encouraging on the them to do walks. So it was really great when it came out because mm. it got a lot more people walking, going exploring, yes, and yeah. just getting out and about in the fresh air. Mm. And actually, it's been quite a good way of us to secretly get them to go out and mm. have a few walks. And yeah, they're still on the screen, but <laughs> at least they're out they and active. Miles, right? So really they, they really like it, but obviously they're stuck to the screen. Mm, exactly, and that's my point. I believe that a lot of people are stuck looking down or just straight ahead in life. So how many of us, you know, even over the past 10 years of getting mobile phones, even when you walk around outside in town or whatever, how many adults are doing just that? They're I not playing I, Pokemon Go. I've got no idea. I'm busy looking at my phone. <laughs> okay, the default can feel like everybody is looking at their phone. You know, when you wait, when you arrive somewhere first, what do you do? You feel nervous. You feel, what do I do? And you get your phone out and look at it, right? And when we're playing Pokemon Go with the boys, there's actually something I noticed I've been doing. So I'm okay with them looking at the phone. They're trying to find the Pokemon. We're guiding them. And I have to say to them, when we get to the edge of the road, eyes up. So I don't mind them looking at the phone and all on the pavement. As soon as we get nearly to the curb, I say, right, boys, eyes up, because I want them to be aware of the world. And this is what I felt was a really key point for me. When I concentrate on only what I can see, looking down, looking on my horizon, looking around, perhaps what everyone else has got, I don't have that heart of gratitude. It's only when I, on purpose, look up, look up to the vertical, the higher things that I can think about or the higher ways of thinking that I see clearer. You're right. I think we can focus too much on just very small facets of our life. Mm. So the kids are looking at on the screen just the next Pokemon they want to catch, the next small thing. And we can focus on that minute detail. And, I mean, I can do it. If you say to me, oh, you know what, let's go on a holiday, then all I can see is... (laughs) Where am I going to book? Yeah. What's the good prices? What are nice places That's why to I go to? You the assignment. I'm like, but, yeah, Matt, you do. But it. I'm there for 24 hours, <laughs> yes. and I'm eyes down, and I'm narrow, narrow focus. Yes. But with that, then I can potentially get frustrated because I'm not finding what I want, or availability is not there, or the type of rooms, or whatever it is. There's lots of reasons to become either frustrated or overjoyed with Mm -hmm, it mm. but it's a very narrow focus and i think that we can all be in a position where when we're looking down or we're looking at just what we have but without gratitude Mm. when we're not looking at the broader sense but we're looking very narrow you can become hypercritical of those narrow things which means that you don't look at the greater whole of everything so as another example your kids when they are being frustrating all you can see is that they're annoying and you just want to send them to bed or just go and leave them for a few days because they're just driving you mad. And what you forget in those moments is the great times you had when you're sitting having a cuddle reading a book together Mm -hmm. or you're sitting there laughing at something you're watching on TV or whatever else it is. You become so narrow-focused 
that you forget to see the broader picture of mm, things. Mm. But actually that looking up, that being more aware of what's around you suddenly makes you take in a lot more information. And at that point, then you can be aware of what else there is mm. rather than this narrow focus, which can often be just ticking over in your brain and providing stresses and strains. Absolutely. Then brings me on to my next point. I think the spirit of Thanksgiving you should also reflect with wisdom over the past year. I touched upon like some of the people I used to hang about with thought that New Year's Eve was this awful event and sad. I actually think it's the perfect opportunity as things are winding down, it feels, with you know maybe work or parties to actually reflect with wisdom rather than on that superficial level. So what I mean by wisdom is if you look back over the past year and look at what happened just from a non-emotional level, the ups, the down, whatever happened, what has been the wisdom lesson from it? So sometimes we can forget the lowlights just as much as the highlights. We can forget the good that actually happens. You know, it could be that random gift that arrived in the post or a random bonus from work or somebody bringing a, a lunch for us. We forget those moments. And that's even where like deciding to have a diary or a journal is fantastic. But I think a really great thing would be, and I know I do this, is I like to list what I remember about the year. And, you know, I keep a journal that has kind of the highlights every day because I tend to forget some of the beautiful moments. But actually taking that time to look back with a higher level viewing, I think is such a great blessing. So that then leads me on to my favourite thing that I love to do at this time of year. And Matt is super excited that I'm entering this season already. I love nothing more in a time of Thanksgiving to do another part of the prosperity cycle. And the first thing I tend to do when I'm grateful is I then start to remove what I'm not grateful for. So with clarity of what I love and cherish, I tend to then get quite good at giving away and passing on things that have served a purpose in my life. I write good declutter I was going to say it's a declutter it's a declutter you love going around the house so we don't we don't own that much stuff <laughs> no we and don't every it's, year, it's actually quite minimal. every year we own less and less <laughs> because it keeps getting taken away and I think I've already mentioned the podcast before, probably not a video one, but an audio mm. one, about how many different lolly makers that oh, we've had. Oh, yes. Uh, we don't have any more in the house, actually. Do not? I don't think we do. Maybe okay. I'll go so find I them. bought some in the summer, mm. and those have obviously been thrown out again. <laughs> so we keep getting them, and they keep being unused, and yes. they get thrown away. But what I really love about the D-Classes, you're right, it's if we're not using it, if we're not mm. grateful for it, if we're not getting value, and we find that we're not really going to get value moving forwards, then you'll throw it out. Mm, you'll create space yeah. for the things that do bring us joy. Yes. And I think that that is actually a, a key sometimes. It's making space. And whether that is just in a cupboard in the kitchen or whether that's just in your day-to-day -day life, mm. making space for the things that you love and you enjoy and you get value from mm. by removing the things that you don't get joy and value yes. from actually means that you end up with more time to be able to spend on those things that lift you up. Absolutely. So identifying where your gratitude is and identifying where maybe you don't enjoy certain things mm -hmm. is a really good way. Super a powerful. declutter, remove as much as you can. And as I said, it's not just about possessions. Mm. Maybe you don't need to visit that cousin as often as you <laughs> used to. Yeah. Maybe you need to cut that out because if it's frustrating you every time you spend time with them, 
then it's not someone you want to be around. Mm. So you declutter that, you remove that, and suddenly you've got more time to spend with your family that you do enjoy spending Absolutely, time with. Absolutely, yeah. I was just going to iterate that point as well. I'm not talking just about physical stuff, although I love a physical declutter. Honestly, it pleases my soul because I also get very attached and loving towards the things that I've chosen to keep in my life. But I use it as a time to declutter my mental space. I declutter our business. So our business is completely content creation. It's all like nothing physical, if you like. It's all just creating information resources. But I'll use the time actually to say, what do I want to keep working on next year? What have I enjoyed? What haven't I enjoyed? So even things like what mindsets have not served you? So has the mindset, oh, well, I can't lose weight. Oh, I don't eat healthy. Right, it's time to get rid of them. It's time to replace them with things you will be thankful for down the line. So obviously the challenge with decluttering is sometimes there's areas that we're not very good at decluttering, but we do feel good after the fact. So for you, Jennifer, mm-hmm. your laptop <laughs> and your email boxes and things like that. I'm a that. creator. I'm a lover and a creator. You don't know so me back. So <laughs> that area isn't somewhere that you're so good. I know so where everything good. is, by the way. Matthew might not think so, but I do know where everything but is. But the other side of that is, I think that because you can find what you want and because mm. of the, the things that aren't, as well organized as I would have them, you can access them just fine. So you mm. don't feel like you're losing out on anything. You feel like that you are grateful that you can find what you want when you want to, and you've not come up to a situation yet where it's not serving you. So I suppose what I'm saying is one person's decluttered could be another person somewhat cluttered. It's all about your how you feel about the things, how you feel they're maybe stressing you or bogging you down or whether you feel completely free and easy with Mm. it. So with your style of organization on your laptop, (laughs) if it was mine, Mm. I wouldn't feel free and easy with it, but you do. We come from different places, the same as you'll go through the kitchen with a much more robust approach than I would. You'd Mm. end up throwing out a lot more than me. Like you threw out one of my food things. I was very disappointed. I was hungry one day. And I went into the cupboard expecting to find it and you'd, you'd decluttered, you'd perched. I don't know where it went, just because I hadn't eaten it in two yeah, weeks. exactly. No, it was two gone. months, it was two months, anyway. But I love the fact that it's very personal, the mm. decluttering, the yeah. um, reviewing things and working out what you're grateful for and what you're not so grateful for and what you want to remove. It's very much a personal approach. And even in a household where things work very well, mm. you still have sometimes a big difference on the view of, what's done and what's not but the great thing is if it's in someone else's zone if it's mm. their area like, i don't use your laptop no so how it is doesn't really make a difference mm. to me the same as my laptop you don't use so it doesn't make a difference exactly. to you how well organized it is so it's just important to make sure that you're doing it on your own terms and not looking to someone else's standards because that can bring in stresses and strains mm. of its own absolutely next point why i love the spirit of thanksgiving it's actually a season to turn off the noise and distractions in your life. Now, I'm going to make a suggestion. This is something that is serving me. If it's not your vibe, you don't need to take it. But I'm going to challenge you to think about taking a soulcation, I'm going to call it. A little bit of a pause, a little bit of vacation, but more with the intention to just get peace in your soul again. So I find I really need this, especially being someone who has to create almost on demand, if you like, throughout the year, I need to take regular seasons where I don't need to think in that way. And so that's what my intention, especially at the end of the year, it feels a natural season 
you know in December for me to do that I really kind of enjoy that wintry cozy just winding down time and I find that I do my best work when I feel completely in the zone in the flow and I tend to do that when I've had some recharge so I actually think that's a great thing that we can do when we get a spirit of thanksgiving looking back it's actually a time to say okay what's happened has been good enough for then me to have a rest or a Sabbath or a sabbatical or something in the way. And I guess I wanted to, to stress maybe why getting rid of some distractions could work in your favour for a little bit of time. I think we get quite numb with our senses during busy times in our life. And certainly the whole Christmas period as we're coming to that as we make this, it can feel like we're doing outings, we're doing events, we've got our family, we've got you know lots of things that are busier than normal. I think we lose touch with our senses, our hearing, our heart, our feeling, you know, being aware of what we're thinking. So I think it's a perfect time to purposefully choose quiet and to choose time for ourselves. A lot of us can struggle, actually, with taking the time for ourselves mm. or taking that space. When you have Christmas, then you do have family demands and various external factors. But for a lot of us, we're taking time off of work. We're taking some of our precious holiday leave to be away from work. Mm. So we should be confident and bold enough to say that we're going to take some time. We're not just going to deal with other people's whims of you need to see this person and that person be here and mm. there. Yes. But actually say, you know what, I'm going to claim a day or two, whatever it is that suits you. And those are days when I'm just not booking in anything at all. Mm. I'm going to take some peace and some time. Because sometimes it's hard to recognize where you're grateful for what you've had and where you want to be and just take stock of where your world is and what you want to do with it. Mm. If you don't have that time to be at peace and be able to ponder things, maybe write a few things down, reminisce, yes. um, discuss things maybe with the people that live in your house, just generally talk about how the last year has been. So then you can work on how you want to be moving forward and for the year ahead. Absolutely. Then brings me on to my next point. I'm going to challenge you with this one. I did it with Matthew in our little quiet time together as a couple. I'm going to ask you to think about in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk money here for a little second. So just in the same way, we can look at things on a higher level in our life and our thoughts. Have you ever thought about at the end of a year in particular, giving to things a little bit deeper than you perhaps during the rest of the year? So like it's coming from that heart place of, wow, look what all I've been blessed with. I actually want to give deeper either financially, I'm going to really stress financially and with your time. So a lot of people traditionally, perhaps if you've heard me speak on the Mama Furfur channel or podcast, I really honour the the law of tithing and giving and that means minimum Matt and I will give away 10% of our money. It's something that we've kind of tried and tested. It's something that we believe has changed our hearts and our minds. And I know also some other faiths as well might even give it an annual giving as part of their kind of celebration of the year. If you have never thought about this, it might be a really beautiful time to test this principle if it's something that can change your heart as well. Think about if you felt inspired, are there any causes, or in my case, I actually give where I've had spiritual uplift from, usually during that month or that year. Are there any places that you actually feel this would be the perfect time to give something financially to? Now, I'm not meaning that you put yourself in sacrifice or struggle, 
But I think when you ask yourself this question about money as an object of thanksgiving, numbers appear that feel right. We've always got something that we can give, even if it's just a penny or 10 pence. And then you're entering into that spirit also, not just your time and reflection, but also physically and financially. A lot of us don't really give unless we're in a position where someone's either shaking a can as out mm, of shops asking for it, or yes. you have children need on TV. And I do believe that a lot of people, if they were to randomly get a Euro Millions win mm. and they won one of these massive amounts of 130 million, if I said to you, right, just give a thousand to somewhere mm. that you feel is important, like what would you like to do that's an outreach? What's an area that you feel like you would like to support? And potentially you might want to give more than that out of that amount of money. We often don't consider the areas that we feel maybe we would like to add value to. Yes, yes. And instead we just go with whatever is kind of in our face. And if we've got some change at the time, then we'll throw something at it. So I think at the end of the year is a great time for you to say, well, what would I do? Yes, yes. Like we, we always look at people like Jeff Bezos and, <laughs> and Elon Musk and all these people. And we say, we've got so much money. They could do they so could much do good. something here. Right, well... What would you do if you were in that position? Mm. Where would your, what would your first place you would go to to knock on the door and say, here's some money to help out because I believe that this area needs some help. Mm. I believe that the people that are being supported in this area are worthwhile and that I want to enhance their value. We don't think about that enough, but that's a great place for us to start. And then to say, you know what? I can afford, I choose to afford 50 pounds to go towards that this year for mm. the first time potentially in my life yes yeah rather than giving on a whim or giving because there's some celebrity on tv saying give some money here instead i've pondered and considered what i feel is an important mm, area mm. and i've reached into my pocket without real prompting from the outside world of where yeah. it should go and i've explored where my values live yes and then i've put some money towards that and this could be the first step to you making it a more routine thing maybe you do it annually maybe you save up over the course of the year maybe you put 10 pounds aside each month and at the end of the year you say right this is an area that's important we've discussed it as a family maybe the kids have seen certain things in school or they've mm. heard about certain things because kids they understand a lot more than we mm. realize about things so there could be things that maybe are close to their hearts maybe they understand that one of their friends at school is is going to the food bank so maybe they want to support the food bank maybe that's where you go to but having the time to think about it and actually having it as your own choice, your own conscious choice yes. for once is a wonderful thing. And I think you actually feel more fulfilled when you do that than just throw £10 that children need mm. where you're doing it because it's on TV. Mm. So absolutely, I think it's worth exploring and giving a chance and then giving what you can to something that matters to you and resonates to some point. Mm. So for me, the definition of where that kind of first 10% goes and then the additional gift. gifts for me can go anywhere. I like to, with the 10% or the first 10% at least, I always like where the spiritual uplift where I've gained wisdom from. It's even like, if this is something you've never thought about before, you can even just reach out to people and say, I would like to send you a gift. That's We've done that in the past. It could well be that you go and you scope out and see actually is there a way to give from websites or, or whatever. I know some people, and I know I have even, that you've given to people that you might have seen like when we've been out for dinner, we felt inspired to give uh, you know, a multiple of the actual bill to that person or that yeah, waiter. Yeah, we a, a bigger tip give to, to the, the exact. So there's lots of different ways that this could really inspire you. And if you haven't done it, 
this is one habit that you almost become addicted to. It really does change so much in your life. And that leads me on to the couple of final points. The next one is getting that sense also with Thanksgiving of deciding the habits that you are absolutely committing to in the year ahead. Now, one thing that's very clear from my own experience, I know that when I put my habits as the first priority in the day, that's when I get them done. I know some people it might be like at the end of day. For me, I'm better getting quiet time. And so for me, that is usually studying something to do with my faith. Then I will do fitness because I need to, I've got a long journey ahead of me. I need to be fit and viable. And then it's then dealing with our finances, creating in the world. And then it's you guys as well. So we discussed on one of the previous podcasts quite recently about having priorities Mm. and working out what they are and then making sure that you serve them. And identifying the priorities, I think, is really important. Yeah, the podcast covers that entirely. But also, I think, doing that before Mm. the end of the year. So because we often think about, oh, January the 1st is when I start, and that's quite a big step to all do in one day. (laughs) And also, often we put a lot of things onto the list. So I would suggest that rather than start a new year in Mm. the best possible way, try to close the year in the best possible way. So for anybody that wants to, as an example, lose weight, lose weight is the most common thing that people want to do in the new year. They want to change their body. Well, why not try during the festive period, the hardest time (laughs) there is to be more considered for what you're eating, Mm. be more considered with finding time to maybe do a few walks or more heavy exercise if that suits you. Mm -hmm. There's no tougher time than Christmas wow. to yep. be more conscious about what you're eating. So if you can do or be better, and we're not looking for perfection, we're looking for just better. If you mm-hmm. can be better mm-hmm. during Christmas, then that will give you so much confidence to roll into New Year. You've already started. Yeah, exactly. You're already yeah. two weeks ahead yep. of everyone else that's restarting in the new year. You've already got that motivation. You've already said, you know what, I'm going to only have two things from the quality street tin rather than sit there with it open in front of me while I watch a movie and realize that it's more wrappers than sweets by the time I finish. (laughs) So it's really a great idea to review some of these things, some of these priorities, some of these things that you want to achieve Mm. before you get to the new year and maybe just start to kind of ease yourself into some of them in advance. Mm. That brings me on to the final thing. End of year Thanksgiving would not be complete without this thought and habit. It really does for me when I start to become thankful at this time of the year, it allows me to get inspiration and guidance for the next year ahead. And I'm going to really stress this. It can be the perfect opportunity to also be open and ask for the inspiration and guidance you need. So a lot of the time we go through and we let our circumstances give us that feedback loop. So whatever actions I take, there's a consequence and then the ripple effect and what I see in the world. I actually think that when we're looking to make changes or looking just to maybe experience the world differently, we forget to ask whatever we believe in or the higher thoughts that we have, what is the best thing I can start focusing on? And I've often found the time that I've asked better questions, I've asked that of myself in my quiet time, I've usually got the answers <laughs> that have worked in my favour. I've had the peaceful answers. I've had the answers that seem inspired. So if there's, a, if there's a greater time for you to take as well in this, it would really be get that sense of asking for the guidance and inspiration that you need. And obviously, if you come from a religious point of view, then you're asking someone in particular. Mm. But if you're not religious, then sitting a little bit at peace 
with a few less distractions mm. and just pondering things for a little bit can bring the answers to you. Where those answers come from doesn't really make a difference. What you believe or you know, the source of it mm. doesn't make a difference. If you give yourself the peace and you ponder and you think about things, then you can often come up with the answers. And whether that's based on life experience or divine intervention, yep, yep. really the, the end result's the same. And I find, so whereas you're a more religious background and I'm more practical, the fact is that if we take the space and time, which we both have done, mm. then we end up with the answers we're looking for, regardless of where we believe the source of it came from. Mm. It's the point that you take the time to actually be with your thoughts and to ponder things, to write things down, to ask yourself the questions in your head. And then you'll find if you give yourself the space that even if you don't get the answer, you'll probably get something mm. that takes you along the right trail to find the answer over the course of time. Excellent. I really enjoyed this podcast and I, I do hope that we're coming to the end of the year as we kind of put this out in the world. I hope it uplifts you, but also gives you just a little bit of sense of, I think this is something I'd like to try, maybe a couple of the points in your own life. If you've caught this podcast on the Mama Furfur channel, as always, love to hear your comments. You can also hit subscribe and hit the like button. If you're listening instead to the podcast, there's a video version over on the Mama Furfur channel, but equally, we'd love if you'd subscribe and even leave us a review over the season so that we can know if it's helped you in some way. As always, we've got a back catalogue that you can check out. 80 it's, episodes <laughs> or so. No way. 80, 80 or so episodes. We're going to hit 100. Which it's are exciting. mostly yep. on the audio platforms. Yes. So you can find us on... Spotify, iTunes, at, Google, all the works. Yeah, go over there. And there's also a couple of months of video podcasts on the Mama Furfur channel. So lots to keep you busy when you're doing the housework or at the gym or at your work. Or decluttering. Or decluttering, exactly. So thank you so much for watching and listening today. We will speak to you very soon.